Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind. Working. LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me when I got to work? I feel sorry for me. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a life that I could settle into. Oh, yeah. Fun, sun, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We are off to a flying start. As you can see, we are live again in Dodge City, beautiful South Florida, another scorching day down here in paradise. Producer Clark has told me that Moose DuPont has just run out of the room. And after over a week of being on remote with this broadcast, I, for whatever reason, have decided to pick today to not be able to read Darren's writing. Clark, can you please tell me in my ear if Moose is back in the room or what's going on? What a time for this to all go down. Say what? He's gone. Okay, thank you. So I guess you don't need to tell me. Just tell me when he's back, I guess. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll get through this. What I'm looking for, guys, if you want to text it to me, Jordan or Clark, is the password to get into Team Viewer so I can read the viewer comments because... Listen, I can handle this opening segment here, the warm-up, all by myself. I've done it before. If I have viewer participation, but as it stands here right now, I can't get the viewer comments because I can't read Darren's handwriting. But it's not his fault. I've been reading it for the last week, and today, for whatever reason, I just can't make out what his N's and his R's are. Okay? Got it? Enough about that. It's going to be a tremendous show today. They all are, but especially this one, particularly for our hockey fans. Gary Lawless, Vegas Golden Knights insider, will be joining us from Sin City coming up in hour one. And in hour two, as promised, he had a reschedule last week, but he's going to be here today. A.J. Galante, the owner of the Danbury Trashers pro hockey team from the United Hockey League. And I know some of you are saying, Rod, the team's extinct. Folded. That's all true. But he still owns it. A.J. Galante from the Netflix series. What's it? Crime and Untold Stories, Clark? Is that what the... I've watched all the untold crime and penalties. I should be writing that down. But basically, when I say Danbury Trashers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope you people have an hour and 20 minutes to watch the show, if you haven't yet, before A.J. Galante comes on in hour two, okay? In block two. So we are live, as I said, from Dodge City. Let's get to the quick six show topics, please, if you don't mind. And again, did you guys text me the code yet? Did you text me the code? No. He's just settling back in. Okay. Yeah, I just, <clears throat> Moose, I can't read your handwriting, bruh. So I'm trying to get to the code. So my number one point, it is Canada. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. So we're going to start with hockey, right? We'll get to the NFL in a moment. But listen, all the buzz out of all these NHL preseason games yesterday, and I was at one. You see that I'm wearing my Panthers gear today. I was at the newly named Florida Live Arena for a doubleheader there. But the, the, out of all the games Sunday, this is the one that came to mind the most. Seattle made its NHL preseason debut with a 5-3 victory over the Vancouver Canucks at Spokane Arena. The Kraken rallied from a 2-0 deficit by scoring three in the second, another two in the third. Riley Sheehan scored the first goal in Kraken history. The game, as mentioned, was played in Spokane, Washington. So, although I did take in the doubleheader here in Sunrise, Florida, 
that wasn't what everybody was talking about. Everybody was talking about the Seattle Kraken. Now, Moose, are you good? What do we got going on here? I'm I good. Can hear him fiddling with a microphone. Are I'm you good. good? Was it an emergency in there? That was you my good? signal. Yes, I got uh, a phone call came in, but it's not, no emergency. We're all good. Okay. So what I opened up with, I don't know how many preseason games there were in the NHL. There was like eight, maybe more. Yeah. And I witnessed the one here between the Panthers and Preds, which I'll get to. But the Seattle Kraken won their first game, beating the Vancouver Canucks. How is the panic level on the West Coast right now that your Canucks lost to the Seattle Kraken? Do, do people understand that this is not going into the history books as the first win in Seattle Kraken history? I'm sure somebody's got the puck. I'm sure the jerseys got auctioned off. But this game doesn't mean anything, right? Right. It doesn't. You know, and what are we going to say? You just talked about the first goal in Seattle Kraken history. Is it? It's not Riley Sheehan. No, yeah. it's not. It can still be Jordan Everly. These games don't really mean anything, so don't panic. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's a one-off. Uh, the Leafs won, correct, on Saturday night, 5-2 over the Montreal Canadiens, or were you even really paying attention to it? Because I know you were in the car driving no. back from Winnipeg. Were you, were you following it on your score app? Was it on television? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, following so no, <laughs> So nobody's that geeked up about NHL preseason. Okay, I get it. In Canada. But here's right. mine, okay, from Sunrise, Florida yesterday. You watched our social. You saw uh, yep. at the Rod Peterson show my Instagram story of a lot of fun. 5,860 people in the arena watching the Panthers and their Predators in a doubleheader. The game was... The games were really good, Darren, but this is what you don't know, and I haven't told anybody this. It went to overtime, 5-4, the first game. Sam Bennett scored in overtime for Florida to win. Connor Ingram of Imperial Sass played the first period in goal for Nashville, didn't allow any goals on 11 shots, and for whatever reason, they took him out. I don't know why, but anyways, the game ends, I thought, with the Panthers winning in overtime, 5-4. The people were like getting up, not really knowing what to do, and the public address announcer goes... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to have a shootout. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like willy-nilly, man. This is like pond hockey, and I'm here for it. I love it. But it's like nobody in the building knew that they were going to have a shootout just for spits and giggles. And then right. there was like five shooters aside, and I don't even know who won the shootout. I don't care. Owen Tippett scored for Florida. I think they won it. I don't know. It was just an exhibition shootout, and the game was not on television. It was live-streamed. But I just... Does that sound as odd to you as it did to me sitting in the arena that we don't even know what we're doing here and then, oh, we're going to have a shootout. What the hell? Welcome, welcome to hockey in South Florida. You know, to me, that sounds yeah. like a Vegas thing or maybe what they do in a new yes. market. But you know what? No, I think it's, it's one of those, um, I don't know what you want to call it, um, preseason moments, right? Like, hey, look, at these two teams are in. We're going to have a shootout because we want to experience that. We don't want to go a whole preseason yeah. and not have that as part of the dress rehearsal. So after every one of these games, we're going to have a shootout. It's what, it's what you see around here in spring camps, right? In spring camp. Um, you'll play the game and then you'll yep. have a shootout so you can see and evaluate how everybody's doing. So that's really what it feels like, like a junior hockey spring camp. Doesn't matter what happens in the you know green and white game, the blue and white game, the red and white game. Um, we're still going to do the shootout at the end of it. So I kind of think it's cool and whatever you can do to get the fans involved as well. But this is about evaluating these players too. Wait a minute. I might've <clears throat> chastised you in haste, Darren. Now uh -oh. I know why I can't get logged in. It's asking for my Apple ID. Ta-da! 
Bob's your uncle, and I'm in. <laughs> your uncle. I'm moments away from I'm moments away from having viewer comments. So just hang on. Uh, and by the way, yes, Panthers treated me like gold. You saw that they have a spot oh, yeah. for me there on the press box. Uh, they're saying for the season, I talked to their scouts. They were all excited about the fact that they were playing a doubleheader because this way they were able to watch everybody. Joe Thornton did not play at all for the Predators in either game, by the way. I think it's because they feel they know what they have in Jumbo Joe, and let's move on. Apparently, I care way more about the NHL preseason than anybody else, and that's fine. Uh, so, NFL week three, hang on, hang on. This is the other thing. This is what I took out of Sunday. And you can tell me what if you took out something different, Moose, but Mason Crosby kicked a 51-yard field goal on the final play of the game to lead the Green Bay Packers over the San Francisco 49ers, 30-28. to Can people stop texting me, are you watching this? Because it's, I'm old and I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> I didn't get that until I woke up this morning, right? Stop asking me if I'm watching. Put your phone down and just enjoy the games. And then Justin Tucker, this was going around the rink. Yesterday, Justin Tucker set an NFL record with a 66-yard field goal, bouncing it through and off the crossbar as time expired to lift the Ravens to a 1917 win over the Detroit Lions on Sunday. It broke the record set by Matt Prater. And we all remember that December 8th. Uh, it was a 64-yard field goal, Denver against Tennessee back in 2013. This is one thing that bothered me about Florida, though, the hockey game, Darren, was everybody behind me was talking about the NFL. And I'm like, um, thought we were here for hockey, but whatever. <laughs> Um, those big kicks for week three in the NFL, what were your takeaways from Sunday? It was crazy, right? We had the 66-yard field goal, and Justin Tucker is automatic. Um, but I yeah. didn't know he would be from that distance. We had a 68-yard field goal attempt that resulted in what I think was a 109-yard um, missed field goal return for a touchdown. Um, there was a lot going on on Sunday, but I look at some of the games and I was kind of following them and I just want to pull them up on my phone here. So I have them, but Cincinnati yep. beating Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is not a great football team. Um, right now, Ben Roethlisberger, they had him throw the ball 58 times in the football game. Yes. That's incredible. Mac Jones and the Patriots lost, and Mac Jones threw that ball 51 times. Like, they're putting a lot of pressure on him right now. And you know what? Jameis Winston, I thought they needed to let him throw the football a little bit more if they were going to have success. He only attempted 21 passes. Kamara was better. Sean Payton and the, and the Saints are really going to ride that, that top defense in, uh, in New Orleans. But they're back on track. Um, it was a pretty good Sunday. I mean, Buffalo is who we thought they were, a really good football team. Yeah. I don't know what happened in week one against Pittsburgh. Um, and Denver has continued to show that they're a pretty good football team, too. As, I mean, they, they uh, slapped around the Jets a little bit, but uh, it was a good football game. And, man, Sean McVay's emotion and his excitement in that football game, you know, and the chemistry he has with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, that's a lot of fun to watch those guys. Yeah, week three in the NFL right there. We'll roll through all of these as the program goes along today. This is Hour One, brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Uh, how about those Blue Jays? This is the final week of the regular season, y'all. Blue Jays are in the thick of it. Toronto chasing American League East rivals New York and Boston in the race for the final two American League wildcard spots. New York holds the first spot after sweeping the uh, Red Sox in three over the weekend. Uh, Red Sox fell one game back while the Blue Jays are now two behind the Yankees who will begin a critical three-game series in Toronto 
tomorrow. All three teams are off today. The Mariners and A's also still have a chance at claiming a wild card spot. The regular season will wrap up Sunday. The wild card teams will meet in a play-in game October 5th with the winner advancing to the ALDS. The Blue Jays, here's the silver lining. Uh, this weekend, they got the Orioles. So we'll see. It looks like it's almost in their hands. Take care of your business against the Yankees this week and the Orioles this weekend, and you're in. What more would you want than that? Now, moving on, Moose. CFL Week 8. Let's go back for the scores again. Hamilton beat Ottawa way back on Wednesday, 24-7. to The Argos beat the Alouettes 30-27 to Friday night in the first of a doubleheader in Toronto, and then the Rough Riders won at BC. What was the final? It was a th- yeah, 31-24. Again, caught... John Lynch called me on Saturday. The Don Cherry of football. So what would you think about the game? I don't know, John. I haven't watched the highlights yet. What do you mean? I was in bed, John. I watched the first quarter, and then I went to bed. And uh, oh, I can't believe you didn't watch the game. Well, it's late, John. You, you get it, Darren. He's 83. It was He's really totally, late. Uh, very late. Yeah, not getting it. And then my phone started blowing up all day Saturday with football guys, with everything imaginable. Cody Fajardo wasn't in. He talked that he didn't cross the plane. Lucky Whitehead needs to be cut. He fumbled two or three times. This is what's happening in Ottawa. Chris Jones is 1-0 with the Argos. So, but there were no games Saturday, Sunday. So that seems like literally a month ago, wouldn't you say? It really does. And it was. It feels like that long ago. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the BC Lions are going to be watching game film today. And they're going to be getting back mm-hmm. to work this week. And they're going to be disappointed because they let a win slip away. They gave away a win to the Riders. Now, Cody had to go down and engineer that drive. And what he did with Jason Moss was, was awesome. And it was, it was very special. And they still had to win it. But BC left points on the board in this football game and down the stretch made far too many mistakes. This game should never have came down to the last drive. And the BC Lions will be a disappointed football team. Be, not because they got beat, because they knew that they let one slip away. And you know when those games come along. And for BC, this was self-inflicted wounds. But when you give Cody Fajardo the football at the end of a football game, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, he made sure that they capitalized on those mistakes and won the football game. It was, it was an entertaining finish. It wasn't a great football game start to finish, but it was very entertaining down the stretch. Had a guy, an Army guy, text me and say, is this a record for the Rough Riders? I said, for what? He said they scored 13 points in 13 seconds at the end of the game, or whatever it was. I said, I don't know. I'm not Wikipedia. I said, ask Van Stone. But, yeah, that was a lot of points in the final minute of the game for Saskatchewan to win. Um, Point five, rugby. Rugby for Explore Edmonton and the Rugby World Sevens. The Canadian men lost 33-14 to Kenya in the bronze medal match Sunday on day two of the HSBC Canada Sevens at Commonwealth Stadium. While the women, Canadians, women, Canada's women won bronze. But on the men's side, Alex Russell and Jake Thiel scored tries for the men against Kenya. Brenning Prevost added two conversions. Kenya, which led 14-7 at halftime, scored five tries in the match. Series champion South Africa defeated Britain 24-12. In the final, the South Africans also won last weekend's HSBC World Rugby Sevens event in Vancouver. On the women's side, the Canadians easily defeated Mexico 63-5 on tries from nine different players in the bronze medal game. So, anyways, that's five points. The sixth is Canadian University football. And Moose, you were calling the games. We'll talk about that when we come back. The warm-ups brought to you by E. Cole Electric. 
Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cola Electric, let's get to work. So we'll bring in the viewers next. We'll get to our weekend photo album because mine somewhat breathtaking. And continue to talk sports on Canada's daytime sports talk show. When we return, you're watching back on Game Plus TV Network all week. Live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Florida, on TDS Cable. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.